Not that I don't okay. know if that helps at all, but all right. not at all. No. All right. Well, <laughs> cheers to me not being helpful, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll get this started. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 189, and today we are going to be talking about how to become an online teacher, what some equipment you might need if you're thinking about teaching online, and what the process looks like, because I'm sure... Uh, like many of you, uh, you might be in between jobs right now or looking for work. Uh, and if you are lucky and speak English fairly proficiently or as a native speaker, that alone, there's already a lot of opportunity, especially if you have any type of college degree. Uh, if you have some previous teaching experience as well, that also will help. So if you're looking for a little side hustle during these crazy times, or if you're just hoping to uh, gain some more experience, Tune in today, and we will be talking about some tips and tricks for you. So, my buddy with all the good questions, Jared, what's going on, Jared? Hi, Chad. So, are you telling me that teaching English online is easy as long as you know how to speak a language? Yes and ideally no. have taught once or twice before in your life? Yes and no. I'll give you a good old German yine on that one, Jared. Okay. That's what I made it. You made it seem like any old idiot could do this. That could string together a sentence. Could, uh... I think any old idiot can learn how to do it, sure. But that doesn't mean uh, mm, right off the bat they can do it. Well, right off the bat of this podcast, spread a little love. Follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. I happen to see Simone Biles. Do you know who she is? She's a American Olympian, mm-hmm. a gymnast. Gymnast, yep. She, she developed. She uh, came up with a new challenge to do online, and I want to challenge us to do it. Oh, cool! We'll post the videos onto our Instagram and Twitter on Translatable Podcast. What she does is she gets into a uh, handstand, mm-hmm. and then once she's in a handstand, she has on sweatpants, and she removes her sweatpants while upside down in the hand in the handstand. How? How? How is that even possible? <laughs> well, I mean, I'll show you. I'm not just gonna make you do it. And not show you how to do it. Uh, well, essentially, what she does is she just shimmies out of it, though. I, that's a spoiler alert. She just like literally that's just crazy. like pulls at it with her toes while she's in the handstand. Now, I would do this challenge, but it would be irresponsible to clog up the health systems with my stupidity when I inevitably no immediately try to go for the handstand and fall backwards onto the coffee table behind me. So I <laughs> probably won't do that. But you can see Simone Biles do that on, our, on Twitter, Untranslatable1 and number one. You can also, please, please give us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, we love to see them. I love to see them. Chad doesn't see anything, but he loves to <laughs> know that it happens. <laughs> Uh, bless Ooh. you. Uh, now, that was a sneeze, everyone. Relax. Um, <laughs> it's allergy season, Jared. You, <laughs> it is. It is. It's really annoying. Um, I wanted to ask you, how have you been doing on the 14-day challenge? I'd say we're coming up on day 13 or 14. I just made that number up. I have no idea. Um, how did you do on the 14-day challenge? Doing pretty well. Uh, I've been trying to reach oh, out. Oh, you're still going. Oh, yeah. Been trying to reach out to a lot of different people on a daily basis. Um, hoping to reach out to a buddy of mine today. Uh, later today, I think he'll be my 16th person somewhere mm. around there. Uh, not that I've been counting or anything, but uh, <laughs> you know, Just, Jared, uh, I got to say, we are spoiled. 
Right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, these are these are uh, very meaningful conversations, Jared. These aren't just notches <laughs> in my, hey, did you talk to a person today belt? But uh, no, it's been good. It's been nice to reconnect with some people. I uh, have been in touch with a few musician buddies of mine, which has been great. Um, in touch with a couple people from grad school as well. Uh, a couple students from the Czech Republic. A couple people back in China as well. Uh, they're healthy and doing well, which is uh, obviously a delight for me to hear. Uh, and Jared, I have uh, gotten a slight update about my belongings that are still Ooh. in Jinan, China. So yes. that's that's pretty cool. Uh, oh, that's good. good they're news. still there. <laughs> they are still there. They're still good in my news apartment. Is no one's done anything. But someone's going to live in this apartment eventually. I'm sure there's not a lot of moving happening right now. Right. But like eventually they have to do something with the stuff in there because I assume it's, this is not just going to turn into a ghost apartment so, now. Right. So here's the thing, the Jared. So I, found out, so I found out that they will be um, shipping, packing and shipping my stuff up once the university reopens. What that means is mm. when the university reopens for in-person classes, which could be this summer... Um, I'm not 100% sure yet. So it'll be a while until I get my stuff back. But I think I should get, I think I will be able to get back some of my more important belongings. Like I have a suit over there, some sentimental stuff, some jewelry, like a watch my mom bought me, necklace my girlfriend bought me, um, all that pinky good stuff. Ring. Chad pinky usually ring. never leaves the house without his pinky ring. It's been a trying time for him. It's, it's, it, it's been tough. Pinky's been light. It's been very tough. That's right. <laughs> um, exactly. So uh, so that's good. And it was a pleasure to get in contact with a couple of my uh, friends back at Shandong Normal University in Jinan, which was great. <coughs> Excuse me. So, so yeah, life is good, though, Jared. Life is good. What's new with you? Sounds like it over there, Chad. Sounds like it. Um. What's new with me? They came out with a new episode of The Tiger King. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to. Okay. Um, I've been doing uh, exercise. I've been uh, nothing's new with me. I didn't. I I did the Are 14 you still day doing challenge. Insanity. For, yeah, I did it earlier today, right before we recorded this podcast. Nice. Uh, it was plyometrics and cardio. Oh, like there that. you go. Um, and now on day six, I believe it is. I just finished day six earlier today. I no longer feel like my legs are going to fall off. Every time Good. I walk. That's great news. So that's fun. I'd consider that progress. And I've been playing oh, for piano. Sure. Nice. Uh, slowly getting back into you gonna, it. You going to play me a little read... ditty later? No. My ability <laughs> to uh, read music is shot a little bit, I've noticed. Mm. But um, I'm, I'm coming back. No You'll one get can there. hold me down. That's right. Yeah. Um, but no, other than that, it's, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty boring. I'm not going to lie. Right. Um, I'm ready to do something with my life. Mm. That's fair. I don't blame you. I, uh, mm-hmm. I have some exciting news for you, Jared, and for our listeners out there. I have decided to pick up a new hobby. And this hobby is already related to mm. one of my biggest hobbies, which I think you can figure out pretty easily, Jared. Guitar. Yes, it is guitar related. What do you think my new hobby might be? Hmm playing something that has to do with playing a new song <laughs> no i have decided i want to learn more about how to build and set up guitars so i have bought uh my budget is 350 dollars. i am going to buy a mm. 
Uh, I'm going to buy a cheap uh, guitar and buy a couple different things to upgrade it and kind of learn how to install new stuff oh. on it and change it. Uh, so uh, if if you'll humor me for just a moment, Jared, let me go grab a guitar. Please. And then I'm going to explain to you a couple things. So you keep our listeners busy, Jared. I'll be back in just a second. Should have been more prepared and had this ready beforehand. But that's life, Jared. And for all of you, imagine how great and prolific this podcast would be if Chad put, I don't know, one um, 68th of the effort he puts into his guitars that he put into the Untranslatable podcast. Just remember, he doesn't love you. I love you all. And, you, um, what are you saying, back, Jared? So you, gonna... you talking some smack, Jared? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Let's see this. Uh, let's right. see what you, what you got over so, here. So now I just have my old, for our viewers on YouTube right now, I just have my old Fender Stratocaster from high school, which is uh, like a mm-hmm. Olympic white finish, which is uh, like the same color Hendrix used back in the day. So anyways, I'm going to buy a couple things uh not for this guitar but a a cheaper one i want to go with a cheap one so if i mess it up it's not you know a huge deal sure um so i'm going to change these out i'm going to change out the hardware and the guitar and the pickups which uh really alter the sound so that's one upgrade you can make on any cheap guitar to make it sound better uh i'm so mm -hmm. behind the pickups is is there some sort of is it just like those metal things where the uh where those metal things in the middle where that the strings go through, do those just mm-hmm. connect, like touch another metal thing under that, or is it some sort of plug so, related so it's, thing? So yeah, so those are wired uh, into the output jack, which then you plug in the cable and it takes the sound to the amp. What level of uh, wiring do you have? Like, of it's a do, basic, Are you connecting wires? It's You're a not basic, soldering, are it's you? a basic soldering job. You just so- oh, yeah, it's a basic have you ever done that before. Job. I haven't, so I'm gonna have to learn how to do it. Um, but Ooh. that'll be fun. So yeah, so I'm gonna have Don't to solder. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to solder pickups. Um, what I'm going to do though for my first one, just because I'm not a you know I've never done this before, I'm actually gonna cheat a little bit and I'm buying a pre-wired. Uh, pickup set, which mm. means I don't have to do the wiring, uh, because I figure right now I f- need to figure out how to solder first before figuring out how to wire everything too. So I figure baby steps. So, so you think you mm-hmm. should like like forget the cheap? Uh, you know, solder is spelled solder. Yeah. It's weird, that. isn't uh, it? Yeah. Anyway, it is weird. So it's like you have the cheap guitar to learn the modifying, but you need yeah. something even cheaper, like just some useless wires to even. But before you get into the soldering game, which is probably smart, although mm-hmm. it always looks like so much fun. Right. So yeah. So that's one thing. I'm gonna make some upgrades to what they call the tuning machines, which are on the headstock of the guitar, which is like the 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 side away from where you pluck it uh, and closer to the it's further on the left if you're a right-handed player further to the right if you're a left-handed player so I'm going to change out the tuners as well Jared which will uh, provide a little bit more stability you don't want your guitar to go out mm-hmm. of tune while you're playing it um, so yeah so I'm going to make a couple I modifications uh, I know you do uh, that's actually it's Jared's the one who taught me that valuable lesson um, <laughs> so yeah but anyway so as I said my budget's about 350 US dollars. Uh, I will tell you, Jared, I bought the guitar for $100. Um, so that okay. was a third, a little less than a third of my cost. Uh, the guitar is uh, a beautiful uh, blue sunburst finish, uh, which means it's, to paint a picture for our listeners, it's it's darker, still a light blue on the outside, and then it gets lighter and lighter and lighter 
to the center of the guitar. So it has a nice kind of fade mm. look to it, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, I see. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I'm, I'm super excited. I should be getting the guitar hopefully next week. Uh, and then uh, going to start toying with it and tinkering with it. Did you always want to do this or is it, have you, has it just like, oh, now that I have some time, I might as well I've, I've always wanted, well, pick up a new hobby. Well, what I've always wanted to do is build a guitar from scratch. But obviously that takes a mm-hmm. ton more tools, a lot more time, a lot more money. Um, right. I just don't have that much money to like buy all that equipment and, and you know try to do that. But yes, some of it is I do have more time right now. Uh, one, because I am teaching online and you have a lot of flexibility with your hours with online teaching, which we can talk a little bit about yes. later. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. I've been trying to really immerse myself back into playing guitar every day, different styles of music every day. And I thought, why not learn more about the inner workings of the instrument? So there you go, Jared. New yeah. hobby. That's good. And learning to uh, fix stuff is very satisfying. Like oh, when definitely. I um, used to bike a lot, I, I started like fixing stuff myself. And it's like, oh my God, I actually, this is it actually is better. super cool. It works better. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I can't well, that's, I did that. See, and but that's the reason. times where I'm like, oh, I really messed this right. up. Right. <laughs> and see, that's the reason, though, why I want to make these modifications is so I can learn how to do this on some of my nicer, higher-end guitars without actually damaging them or having them lose sure. any value. Um, but you're right. It's it's totally satisfying. I mean, I, I think of even something as, as minuscule as changing the strings on my guitar. It's also incredibly satisfying when you string it up. You clean the guitar mm-hmm. and it's ready to go. There's just, yeah, nothing better. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, speaking of positivity, Jared, I think you know what uh, we should Spread be doing. A little love. That's right. I do. I do. And my shout out today goes out to a group of uh, high schoolers from Calgary, Canada, who have launched a free positive message hotline for seniors who are stuck in isolation. So this is this project, Jared, is called the Joy 4, number four. Joy for All Project offers a free telephone line and a friendly voice on the other hand to help lift spirits in what may be a lonely time during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the hotline available by calling 1-877-JOY-4-ALL offers pre-recorded jokes, stories, motivational passages, and poems. It launched on Friday. Uh, the project is run by students in the Recreational Leadership Program by Ever Active Schools, an off-site uh, course for Calgary Board of Education students. Um, I think this is great, Jared, because, you know, there are a lot of people, a lot of elderly people especially, who haven't been able to see their loved ones, uh, may not have a ton of loved ones in general. I think this is just mm-hmm. an awesome idea, um, and it's very just a very heartwarming story. Yeah. Is it specifically targeted for older people? Like, what yes. if, if I were to listen to it? I don't know. Like, you, how old are you? I, I don't know. You could call. You could call the number and try. Get out of here. You could call the number I, and try oh, yeah, that's and find true. out. That's true. I found. I'm on the website. I see the number right in front of me. I wonder if that would work though with a U.S. number. If you could call, are you going to get crazy charges? Charges up There's the a, They have a toll-free number, an eight seven seven number. Mm. Mm. Uh, so that I think they they thought about that. How oh, good? It's four zero three. Oh, so that number is that's a Canadian number? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I just saw this look. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm not gonna call right now. I'll, maybe I'll check back in. Oh yeah, that's Alberta. Maybe I'll check back in. No one Still, wants to hear I me think, call someone, right? Still, I think it's awesome. So we uh, send lots of love to all of the students and people 
in the recreational leadership program by Ever Active Schools, which is super awesome. So that's great. Yeah. You know what else what is great, great though, idea. Jared? Are some the untranslatables. untranslatables. That's right. Got the untranslatable owl going, and untranslatables for those of you who are yeah. tuning in for the first time are idiom saying slang proverbs that uh, don't really translate into English perfectly on a one-to-one basis. So we try to kind of figure out, decipher these untranslatables for you uh, and for your listening and entertainment pleasure. Uh, so I'm going to get Brilliant. started, Jared. And my first one for you is Tagalog, which is spoken in the Philippines. And it mm-hmm. is uh, Angtigas ng Ulomo, which means your, uh, sorry, means your head is so hard. Uh... Your head is so... Is it just like you're... Is it the same as the English? You're hard-headed? You're very stubborn? Yep, yep you're stubborn. Okay. Exactly. Mm. Um, my first one is Italian, and it's saltare i fossi per il lungo. Jump that sounded ditches, great, Jared. Thank you. Thank you. Jump ditches the long way. Is this like uh, jump dishes the long way? Is this like uh, is like doing something the wrong way? Taking taking long taking longer than you need to to do something. No. No. Okay. No, I obviously understand why you would think that, but it's more mm-hmm. think um, jumping the ditch the long way is very difficult. Oh, but so it's something also... that requires a lot of effort. But you, yes, but you do with ease. Doing something difficult with ease. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's like, shit, I can jump this dish the long way like it's nothing. You're trying to get me to step across it? I'll jump this thing long ways with my eyes closed and hands tied behind my back. That's funny. Okay. Nice. My next one for you. And then he does it and then he falls in and we're like, oh, good. (laughs) My next one for you, Jared, (laughs) is Ukrainian. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and it is skazap skazat ya. Uh, this is a tough one. Skazaf yak v vochki vyernov, I believe, and it uh, means to. Uh, I guess basically means to fart in a barrel, uh, or farting into an empty barrel. Oh, is this like you're speaking, but no one's paying attention to you? Or you're there like screaming, yeah, but no very, one can hear you? Very yes. good. Very good. Just farting into a barrel for no one. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, now, my next one's German, which is always risky. Um, it could have been done before. Auf einem Bein steht man nicht gut. There's no standing on one leg. Ha, just pull the chad. Auf einem Bein steht man nicht gut. Und Jared, das bedeutet... Das Have you heard this before? Sorry. I, I, I know what it means. I, I'm pretty sure I do. Uh, it means that you need to loosen up. You can't you can't party if you just have one drink. You gotta loosen up a little bit. Oh wow, yeah. Jeez. Right? Oh uh, yeah. I would yeah, you, you know it, what we should first, do, Jared. Well, first when you said you need to loosen mm-hmm. up, I was like, well, he's kinda got it, but not really. Then you said you need it it literally you got, is you yep. need at least two drinks to have a yep. good time, and I was like, damn. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. You got it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just blatantly what do we say to do? it, Jared. I gotta, you know, gotta lead up to it. You know? <laughs> One thing I would like to You're do, learning. Jared, at some point is uh, maybe in a couple episodes, have you quiz me on German idioms and see 
we can quiz each other and see how many okay. we can get. Uh, that might be kind of fun. A little friendly okay, competition sure. is always good. Um, yeah, that's a real fair competition. Uh-huh. Your German, you don't uh, give yourself enough credit. You really don't. And my German is incredibly rusty. I had an interview in German a week and a half ago, and it was not... And they laughed at It you. was not smooth. Yeah, they were like, oh, f- <laughs> we better not hire this guy. His German is terrible. No. Um, yeah, you know you're supposed to be ter- teaching the language to other people. Right, sir. right. <laughs> uh, all right, Jared, my last one for you is... Uh, I don't know if you'd call this Tagalog or English or what you... Or, or Finglish, Filipino English. I don't know what you'd call this, but... Uh, this one is Sus Mariosep, and it means, uh, well, well, Jared, can you have any idea of what Sus Mary, Mariosep is a, is a combination of? Suspect, suspicious. Nope. Jesus, Maria, and Joseph. Oh, oh, oh is so it's like, a short oh form of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Which is, is yeah. It's like how we say, like, oh, no, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. This is terrible. Right. Yeah, but uh, I, I like that it's all smashed together. Sus Mariosep. Yeah, I think they're pretty reli- pretty Christian over there. Mm, I bet you I some so of it is just like to because the to avoid uh, actually saying saying the the it's like but right. we all know what you're saying. You can't know? can't be saying the Lord's name um, in vain, Jared. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. There's a joke. I mean, Louis C.K. He's not a great person to reference these days, but he has a joke about like about how people say the N word, and it's like, well, now mm. you're making me say it. It's like, right. why don't you just in my say head? It? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why I feel with this uh, Mario, sus Mariosa. It's like, oh, no, okay, no, I know what you're saying, but now you're making right. putting it right. on now me. Now you're making me That's think cool. it. Yeah, right. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, putting the dirty words um, in my head. Yeah. I have one more, and it's French, and it's Peter, Peter plus ot. Son cool. Which means? Cool is what you would think it is. Uh, to fart higher than one's arse. <laughs> arse. <laughs> arse. To fart higher than one's arse, eh? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> is, that like to, is that like when you think your shit don't stink? Like you think you're better than uh, other yeah. people? Yeah? All right. Yeah, to be arrogant. I hope you can appreciate the fact I used the shit idiom with a fart idiom i hope you i hope you made that's that connection good. Jared. that's very good yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i do like that um all right chad how, how do i become an online teacher what do i need i have a computer am i done am i good to go you're you're done you can yep you just turn on your computer and somehow your students will magically come to you yeah oh, it's wow. gonna be perfect the future is uh, here no. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? No. So, um, all right. So the process of becoming an online teacher, Jared, I would say the first thing that uh, you need to consider is what do you want to teach? Because I think a lot of people nowadays, the um, there's a lot of ed- edupreneurs, which are like educational entrepreneurs online, right? That teach all sorts of different mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I feel like Jared, if, if I wanted to learn something from you, if I wanted to pay you money to teach me something, you better believe for me, it's going to be something car related because you know more about cars than most of the friends that I know. I think the only buddy of mine that's probably up there with you might be my buddy Ryan. Um, Mm. because he also works in the car industry, has 
you know, his father has a company that's a, you know, car company, all sorts of different stuff. Um, but anyway, so that's the first thing is, is figure out what you want to teach. Um, because there are certain platforms like OutSchool, which uh, Jared also sent me a link to OutSchool, but I applied, uh, started applying for it the day before you sent me the link. Um, mm. Or I guess great minds think alike. And the cool thing about, about OutSchool... Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing about OutSchool is you can teach us any subjects you want. Like It's not like if you apply for an English teaching job online where usually if you apply through a company like VipKid or GoGoKid, .abc, there's tons and tons of different online ESL English companies. They'll have like a set curric- curriculum that you have to use. Now, that's good and bad. It's good because you don't have to waste time prepping for classes by making the, the, the content, right? You don't have to make the PowerPoints. You don't have to come up with the games, stuff like that, right? Um, now, it might be helpful to have some previous teaching experience or go on YouTube and watch some people teach to know how to interact with these different uh, learner management systems. But, does, w- yeah, go ahead. Does, does the pre-made stuff usually suck? Like, is it boring? Is it, uh, it? It really depends on the company because I can tell you, Jared. I've interviewed with over, interviewed with over, I think five or six different online ESL companies, and a lot of them they make you do a demo lesson. So they send you like a like a you know short sample PowerPoint, so you kind of get a a rough idea of what the materials is like. Some companies are definitely better than others. Um, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, but the nice thing is there are platforms like OutSchool, Skillshare, uh, Udemy that you create the courses yourself. Now, what that the nice thing about that is you have more freedom, uh, but that also takes more time and more creative energy. So if you are a creative person and you enjoy doing those things, it's a great option. But if you think, I just want to show up and teach and be done, then I would suggest really looking for a company that already has the curriculum set up uh, so you don't have to uh, take take time to do that. Mm-hmm. Is that what you have now? Uh, so, well, I have a little mixture of both, actually. Um, so I have some private clients right now, uh, only a few of them, um, and I make all the lesson plans for those. Um, I kind of have like a skeleton that I follow. I will tell you, though, Jared, I don't spend any longer than half an hour uh, per student on prep time uh, just because... Uh, I think it's not worth the time and the effort. I think I can come up with a mm. decent lesson plan in half an hour. Mm. Um, do would it be would it be um, immoral, unethical? That's what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Moral might be a little too much. Right. Unethical to uh, use the pre-made uh, cor- curriculum to teach your non the students that aren't through that program. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I already got a curriculum that works. They'll never know. You know that's it's a, just teaching, right? You know that's a great question, Jared. I would say, I would say probably it seems. I would unethical. say, theoretically speaking, um, I think you're not supposed to use it because it's copyrighted material. Right, you're stealing How, like however, personal or not. However, aren't there also laws on uh, copyrighted materials can be used for educational purposes? So I wonder if that would be the loophole. Now, I will tell you, Jared, I don't I do that. I wouldn't be willing to take it to court. That's all I'm right. saying. Right. I mean, I wouldn't either. And it probably wouldn't even get that far. You'd probably just get fired uh, if the place found right. out. But I will tell you the reason why that probably doesn't work is most places, 
the PowerPoint is somewhere online that you like log on to a classroom. So I don't think there's a, I don't mm. know, I don't, but I don't think there's a way where you can like download the materials. They don't send you the, the PowerPoint. Right, exactly. It's all through like a program or whatever. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and the other thing is too is like there's, it would be very obvious. Like if you were a private teacher and then you were like showing your students these materials, it'd be really obvious. Now I will tell you though, what a smart teacher would do is they would remember what worked in their classes where the curriculum is preset and try to transfer that over and put their own spin on it. Um, so I think that's a smart hmm. tip and smart strategy. But I, yeah, I, I wouldn't, me personally, I wouldn't use the pre-made stuff. Now I will tell you, Jed, one of the negative things though, and I've experienced this firsthand, uh, I guess there's really two negative things about online teaching. Um, number one is the onboarding process can be a bit time consuming uh, depending on the company. A lot of times they will only give you three or four days to complete all of the like onboarding like training and stuff you have to do. Um, so you have to make sure you have time to do that. Um, and then also depending on the company, if there are kind of different types of online companies, either their parents uh, see your profile and they select you uh, and the company I'm working mm. for right now, that's how it works. Um, but I will tell you, Jared, I haven't had any bookings yet. Is there yet. a picture of you? There is, is. there a picture of you? Yep, there's a picture of me in a short okay. description and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Wait, hold on. You said you haven't had any bookings yet? No bookings yet. Not through the... Do you think it's because your face? It's definitely because of my face. My ugly, ugly face. <laughs> no one wants to learn from me. How long have you been no. up there? Uh, uh, two weeks. But I've heard from other people through mm. this company. Uh, I won't say their name. So far, though, they have been. A, it's been a great company. But from what I've heard is that... Uh, because of the pandemic, uh, they've been having like trouble having s new bookings come in, um, mm. you know, uh, stuff like that. I've heard from quite a few other teachers through this company that they've been on for a few weeks. I talked to a few of my friends yesterday, actually, that were uh, fellows with me in China, and they were teaching English online before they came to China. And they kind of said the same thing is sometimes if the if it's the parents who select you, sometimes it will take a few months to get steady uh, students coming in. So if you're really mm. strapped for cash and you really are, you know, thinking, well, this is a way I want to make money. I would suggest looking for companies that the companies just assign you the students. Uh, so the parents aren't I mean, the that ones. seems way better mm -hmm. because what if you just never get picked? And then I'm sure there's got to be some people that are like the the online teaching hotshots where it's like, <laughs> please, parents, I can only teach so many kids. Right. Meanwhile, you're over here like, hey, I can take one. Right. Uh, well, see, and Jared, that's why I'm actually looking into other forms of online teaching, uh, which is why I wanted to do this episode, actually, because, um, like I said, I've applied to quite a few different places. The majority of the online English teaching market right now is to kids abroad, usually in China. There are some companies in Japan and in South Korea as well. Uh, there is one I saw that was actually um, uh, marketed towards students in South America as well. Um, but most of those are kids, uh, middle school and high school age students. Uh, so usually up to like 16, 17 years old and as young as like four, five, and six. Um, and so... Four-year-olds pay attention to you? Uh, well, I haven't taught any four-year-olds yet online, but I, oh, right, I would right, imagine right. it's difficult. Um, but that's the thing, yeah. Jared, is I'm actually hoping to find another job through a different company. So I want to have one company that, because I kind of want to see how this goes. I want to have uh, one company that I'm working for where the parents choose. I want to work for another company a couple of other days of the week where the company chooses your students for you. So it's not the parents, but mm -hmm. uh, and I'm curious to see how that will work in terms of 
how long it will take for my schedule to get filled, you know, all my bookings and stuff, because uh, I'm definitely right now under my goals right now of what I'm hoping to make um, right now teaching online. Uh, that is for sure, Jared. Yeah, no, that makes sense. What what what's the like widest variety of uh, of of stuff that they require you to have, like as mm-hmm. far as technology? <coughs> so, I imagine. Uh-huh. I mean, ever, no matter what, you have to have a computer, or else they're gonna yep. see you. Yep. Do does anyone require a specific webcam? Uh, well, so they do a webcam test, and and every company has different parameters. But most, you know, if you've bought your laptop within the last couple of years, it should be fine. Um, most of it's mm. also based on download speeds, um, upload speeds, download speeds, and there's something else too. Uh, I think it's called is it is it ping? Is that what it's called? Um, that sounds like something internet related, <laughs> right? Um, so, so basically, a lot of these places have like a, a, a tech check that you do before the lesson. So maybe you go on the online portal before you, every lesson. Yeah, well, it depends on the company. But yeah, a lot of them do it for every lesson. So the reason why you do this is if there's a problem, you can quickly diagnose it before the lesson begins. Because Mm -hmm. the tricky thing about teaching online, Jared, is is you are as good or as bad as the technology that you're using. So if you have terrible internet connection and you're freezing all the time and you're pixelated and there's lag, uh, the lessons are, are going to reflect can make that. that a good, yeah, nothing right. can make that good. <laughs> right. It's hard enough learning a, a foreign language or any, any other subject really by a teacher. Um, it, that's difficult on its own. And then you add the difficulty of, oh, the internet's not working great. Uh, so I think that's why a lot of these companies have this. Uh, there is a lot of online English teaching companies that will highly suggest you use and like plug your laptop directly in or computer directly into w- using an Ethernet cable directly into the router mm-hmm. or modem, uh, which also makes sense. You know, if you're using Wi-Fi, especially if you're at home and you have a few other people uh, living with you, you know, the Wi-Fi could be slower. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. But some other equipment you might need, Jared. So obviously a laptop or a desktop, some type of a computer with a webcam. The other thing you need, uh, I'm looking for it, I don't have it near me, is a headset. Um, so, And what I mean by headset is headphones, over, usually over-the-ear headphones with a microphone that's attached. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the reason for this is is if there's background noise and other things happening, uh, I mean, you're very aware of this, Jared, as someone who you know does such an awesome job editing and producing our podcast, um, that... If you are just talking into a laptop, there's going to be all sorts of background noise, right? Uh, if your neighbor's yeah. dog is barking, they're going to hear it. If your washing machine's Even going in table. the next room, right? Exactly. Um, so, yeah. so headset. So uh, headset. Uh, some companies like you to have a webcam, but it's not always. I haven't seen it been like a requirement to go out and buy one. Um, but the other thing I would mention, Jared, is it's good to have. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, but some props, right? So I have these these goofy puppets. Um, <laughs> Why do you have those? When did you get those? Uh, I got these about uh, two weeks ago. And the reason why uh, I got these like little hand puppets is so you can model. And so modeling, Jared, just means that... So say we're, we're doing an English class where we want our students to talk about what they did yesterday. So they need to use past mm-hmm. tense, right? So... I'm holding this this goofy little hand puppet. We'll just we'll we'll just call him Bobby. Why not? He looks like a Bobby. So I'd say, you know, Bobby, what did you <laughs> he looks do like a yesterday? Young Bob the Builder. He does, doesn't he? And so uh, so I ask Bobby. I say, so Bobby, what did you do yesterday? 
And then, and then Bobby says, uh, you know, well, I went to the store yesterday and then I, you know, whatever. Uh, and so, you know, use whatever voices you want or don't. So you give him a voice. voice. You give him a voice. That's right. Um, yeah. And so, so you use that to model. And so that helps them see and hear. I wish we could get this level of showmanship on the podcast every now and again. You want some puppets? (laughs) Is that what you're asking me? You want puppets? Uh, another, (laughs) another thing I would suggest to Jared are, uh, and there are tons of these. If you go on Amazon or just online cards with English on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually they're for young kids, um, but like I use them. Yeah, but I use them with teenagers. You-, uh, you know, and I'm showing Jared for all of our viewers, our listeners watching on YouTube. You can see it, but for those of you who don't, these are actually by uh, Play School, and these are numbers flashcards. Mm-hmm. So there's like s- the letter six. It's spelled out S I X, and then you have uh, oranges. And so uh, I would say any type of physical props you can get that aren't too expensive. I think is great. I think for the cards and the puppets, I think I spent like 20 bucks. Um, so not too expensive. Um, things like that. I mean, you can get creative. Uh, that's the thing is that the beauty of teaching online, especially if you do it yourself, uh, you can teach however you want. Uh, I've played hangman with my students. I've played tic-tac-toe with my students. Hmm. I think another must-have for a... An How do you do that? How do you do that? Yes, and that's, that's that? what I'm bringing up. So I think another must-have... Oh, okay. For teaching online is a small whiteboard. A small whiteboard you can write on and erase. Um, oh, so that makes them point it out. So you can't do like some sort of shared screen situation. You can. You can. Uh, I just sometimes don't do that because I've had some issues with my students with uh, lag, like. internet lag. So mm. I'm sitting there waiting for what seems like forever uh, because their screens haven't updated with, you know, whatever. Um, so that's why I try to not use a ton of stuff online because you're already sharing video uh, and you're already doing a lot of things online anyways. Keep Um, it OS, old school, baby. That's right. That's right. Um, But yeah, and you know, there's a lot of opportunities for online teaching, Jared. Um, OutSchool is one place that I think uh, is worth looking into. However, it's worth mentioning because we have listeners from many different countries. Uh, I believe at OutSchool, you have to be a citizen of Canada UK, US, and maybe also Australia and New Zealand um, because of, I think, tax purposes and other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think you have to be residing or living in one of those countries as well. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of them. Uh, and there's a lot of them for kids. VipKid is a big one. GoGoKid, Dada ABC, Zebra English. Uh, I mean, there's tons and tons of these companies. The majority of them are in China, uh, and you will be teaching Chinese children. But I can tell you, Jared... Um, that I've worked with uh, Chinese kids before, and they are a pleasure to work with. They're usually very well behaved, um, and and classes are a lot of fun. Do you think you could you would consider starting your own uh, online teaching company, Chat Online or something? That's I've been, not bad. That's actually pretty good. That's actually really good. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I have I'll take Jared, 5% of all earnings from here. You on know, out. I've right. I've had a couple crazy Very ideas. Fair. Maybe, maybe it's the quarantine doing this to my brain. Cause I haven't left the house <laughs> for God knows how long, but I've, I've been thinking about, um, cause I already have a few private students. Uh, and the beauty of the internet is you can find more private students. Um, yeah. I do, I do like the idea of that, but there's a, the tricky thing with that is there's a ton of work up front. So you don't really see a return on your quote-unquote investment until much, much later if you can get a lot of students coming in. What kind of work? 
like preparing the lesson plans, making a website. Oh, um, oh, if, oh, if you're yeah. going full-fledged online business. Right now, for me, it's just a few private students through some you know connections I have. Um, and then I just create the PowerPoints and the lessons. So it's not like there's a website. One thing, though, that I have been doing some research on that I think is a great idea is a lot of people offer package deals or courses that are like a package. So you pay you know, 20 bucks or 40 bucks or whatever the package costs. And then you get that content. Um, mm. But once again, that's a lot of work right up front. Um, right. But there's a lot of opportunity out there now. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, I think many people are apprehensive about trying to teach online, Jared, because they think, well, I'm not an expert or I'm not, you know, good at this or good at that or whatever. But here's the thing. In order for you to be kind of an expert, you just need to know a little bit more than your students. Obviously, it helps yeah, if you know a lot more. expert in relation yeah. to. <laughs> right. Exactly. So that's why I've been thinking a lot about uh, doing something guitar-related. Uh, just because, you mm. know, I've been playing guitar for a really long time. I used to teach guitar when I was a teenager. Uh, and I stopped teaching once I was in college. Um, and... And I've just been thinking about that a lot, too, just because... But the tricky thing is about English teaching or, or music or guitar, the market, I would say, is pretty saturated. So you ha if you're doing it independently, you got to find a way to stand yeah. out and get students. And that can be the tricky part. you got to have... Much like Sean T invented his own insanity workout, where, he, you know, he... Even though they're not necessarily... Um, specifically his style workouts like he puts his own jazz on them mm -hmm. names them himself a lot of that takes a lot of work and then it does. Uh, the hardest part isn't actually making it although that is hard but then proving to people that your system works is somehow better than what one of these big companies right. can do right and I've, I've had some i've had some business ideas never anything that's gone anywhere but the challenge is always like what what am I bringing to the table that right that that someone else can't? Exactly, exactly. Uh, I think a lot of this too goes into asking what do people actually want to learn. You know, uh, I've had mm. a lot of ideas. Uh, you know, English English stuff. Actually, I've had less ideas for just because maybe maybe I'm hyper sensitive to this as an English teacher because I have done so much searching for materials and I can find almost everything I need. I think, well, why why should I go in the business of that? Because what, what am I going to add to the table that's different, right? But the thing I was thinking sure. about for guitar is that there's tons of basic videos, you know, how to play, you know, how to play an E chord or, or you know, this scale on guitar, right? But I think there's a lot of cool stuff guitar related that you can find on some YouTube channels, but there's other stuff that, you know, that I've kind of figured out through years of just kind of messing around on guitar and fiddling with it um, that, uh, you know, might be interesting for people. So the, the question you mm -hmm. have to ask yourself is really what, what can you teach them that's different, but also how does that mesh with what do they want to learn, right? Um, because mm -hmm. if they have no interest in, you know, blues music, um, you're not going to, you know, try to sell a package that's like a, a, you know, become a great blues guitar player. That makes no sense, right? So you have mm -hmm. to somehow mesh your skills and experience and your knowledge with what you perceive or your what your audience wants to learn. Uh, and that can be difficult too. Okay. Do you have anything? That's, I, I, I'm, 
I don't have any. I don't have anything to say. If you want to, <laughs> you do. Um, <laughs> You're like stopped, guess, and I'm like, oh. Uh. <laughs> I guess my last thing about teaching online is that um, I think it's great because it offers you a lot of flexibility, and I think there are also a lot of lessons for you to learn as the teacher. I can tell you right now, Jared, just from even teaching a few private students, um, there have been some learning curves. You know, there have been a few times where my screen sharing wasn't working on Skype. And so I had to kind of think quickly on my feet and kind of reimagine our lesson um, from scratch, you know. Uh, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you can learn from teaching online. Uh, I think if you enjoy preparing materials and being creative, it's a great opportunity for you um, and can be a lot of fun. And you can make a lot of money if you get enough students and uh, also charge a fair rate, I would say. Do you uh, give homework? I do. Uh, The homework I give is to try to prepare my students for the next class so we can have a conversation, have a discussion. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay. Yep. All right. Do you ever give homework that involves music? I should. I don't, but I should. I, I used to when I was teaching university classes. I haven't. I remember you I told should. me that you you had the people you had your students like uh, bring in a song and tell you about yep. why it's your their favorite song or whatever. I might have to do that with my students. That would be a lot of fun. It'd be cool to hear them, uh, hear what I what kind of music be, they like. I wonder if it'll be a little harder with like young kids. It might be. Yeah, and I don't think music has the same meaning in their lives meaning when they're to super them. young. Yeah. I don't know. It makes it's, me clap along. Right. <laughs> it's crazy how there's that big shift from when you're a teenager, you know, and how music like has so much more meaning once yeah. you become a teenager and an adult and everything else. Um, but yeah, and it's interesting too because that e- that even happens with songs that I like both as a kid and as a mm-hmm. adult. But it's like once I, it's like, oh my god, I've been listening to the song for ten years and I'm just right. starting to realize what the lyrics are on the song. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I I remember I like, when oh, I got that's older. That's what they say. <laughs> right, totally. I remember as I got older, uh, you know, I had been listening to Eminem since like fourth grade, so that's what, like eleven years old. <laughs> that's a great example. <laughs> and I could rap along with a lot of his early stuff. Um, and so I knew the words, but I didn't really know what they meant. And then as I got older, I was like, holy crap, this stuff is like pretty violent yeah, or pretty aggressive. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, Jared, you know, what's not aggressive though, is our song on the pod today. This song is not aggressive. No. Which is called Starlight by an artist named Darren Espanto. Uh, and it's, it's a, it's an up, uplifting, upbeat kind of tune, isn't it, Jared? It is. It reminds me of... Something that we would dance to at Mock Rock. You never did Mock Rock. You never participated in those dance-related nope. things. That's cool. I didn't. Uh, if it's too hard for Chad and too scary, that's a hard no. That is like a hard Mock no. Rock or Anchor Splash. Yep. Um, Good times. But anyway, the reason the reason our Mock Rock, by the way, I love is like this dance competition that we do at our college between um, fraternities and, and sororities. sororities. But uh, it sound it, ha- it has like a very college party vibe to me, with the way the beat like kids love a, a beat drop. Right. This song's got a beat drop or two. Kids love um, uh, a cute face with a, a good singing voice. Darren Espanto's yep. got a cute face with a good singing voice. Oh, for He's sure. Very, it just sounds very like I could imagine listening to this in, in at a college party. Oh, for sure. It's it's you know, very poppy. People get all excited for a beat yep. drop. 
Right. Who doesn't love a beat drop? You can't go wrong with a good beat drop, Jared. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I believe Darren Espanto is from the Philippines, if I remember correctly. Uh, the music He's video is Canadian pretty cool. and Filipino, both. There we go. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a great song. It'll definitely put you in a good mood. So if you're uh, feeling a little little slow, put this on, and it'll definitely uh, get your booty yeah. off the couch. That's for sure. For sure. You well, bet, Jared. You know, speaking of, you know, being an online teacher, I think there's a big market for learning languages. Um, and I've been trying to learn Russian slowly but surely. Fingers crossed I can hopefully still go to Vladivostok come September, but oh, we'll stuff. see. But my Russian word for the pod today is uchitel, uh, which is very similar to the Czech word. Do you know what uchitel means, Jared? Oh, I've heard this before. Yep. I know. It. Oh, my gosh. Uchitel. Means it means... Well, but, do you know? I remember Uchet Prosim as check, please. Wasn't it? Uh, oh, shoot. What, what? Yeah, what's the word for check in check? Uh, can you say it again, Jared? What do you think it was? Uchet Prosim, wasn't it? But there was another version. That wasn't the common yeah. way to say it. There right. was another version that was more common. Pla- Platime Prosim is the... Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a platinum plosim. Yes. Right. Oh yeah, U- uchit. Anyway, uchit. Yeah, is uchit. check. Yeah. So, uh uchitel is a different word and it means teacher. It uh, means okay. teacher. I, I figured I've that would be a fitting word. word. Yep. Yep. Uh I tried so, my yeah, hardest. There we go. Um all right, so a quick recap of today's episode. Uh, there's definitely a lot of opportunities out there to become an online teacher, whether it's doing uh, your own thing, getting some private clients, or working for a company like uh, VipKid or GoGoKid, Dada ABC, English First. Uh, there's tons and tons of companies uh, where you can go. I will say the onboarding process for most of these companies takes at least a week. And depending on the, uh, like the way the company is set up, it could take longer than a month to get steady bookings. So just be aware of that when you are trying to think of your financial goals and everything, uh, when you are, uh, you know, trying to plan on how you will make a week isn't bad by the way. Right. A week isn't too bad for onboarding. I'd say that's probably less than your average, I would agree. Uh, maybe not I, onboarding, but like but between getting hired and starting. Right. But I would say, I mean, the money doesn't really come in usually because you're an independent cr- contractor unless right. you get bookings, you know? So I've made no income from the mm-hmm. company I'm working for for the last three weeks because I haven't had any bookings. Right. Um, so keep yeah, that in it's mind. Like the tinder of teaching. Right. So I'm going to be looking for <laughs> another place, hopefully, to work. Uh, and there are a lot of people that work for two, sometimes even three ESL companies at once. Uh, depending on their schedule. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you are curious about some of these companies and want to hear more uh, about my experience on how to apply for these and what it's like going through the interview process, let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'd be you happy betcha. to help any of you out there uh, looking to get into the e- online ESL industry. Uh, also, if you have any tips or tricks on what you do as an online teacher, let us know on Twitter, untranslatable one, the number one. Uh, check out our Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, for all sorts of pictures and great stuff. Um, we've been uh, a little bit uh, more relaxed lately with the Insta because we have been stuck at home, um, but that's life right now. So no on the road again for the time being, but hopefully in a few months things will change. So we thank you the all. The stories s- are still popping, though. Don't listen to Chad. Yes, the they stories are, Don't are listen still popping. Don't That's let right. him discourage you from coming. No, definitely check it out on Translatable Podcast. And lastly, if you want some great tunes, especially like our song Starlight by Darren Espanto, check out our YouTube channel on Translatable Podcast and the pod 
uh, Song of the Pod playlist. So check that out. So we thank you so much for your support. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Dequiame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dos vidanya. <laughs>